Well, okay. Actually, I usually say good morning, but this is actually afternoon. I am in a place I never thought I would be before, and this is Laura. I don't have Connie and Christy with me today. They're back in Texas, but I'm actually in Malibu, Canada at a Young Life camp that probably is the most beautiful place in the world that I've ever been. Thanks to the Mosaic Church in Seattle that invited Jimmy and I, and we also have Joe and Yvonne here, and Carrie's, um, and Carrie and Andrew. So, yeah, I have this great team of ladies here. I've got Carrie Bach here, and I have Yvonne Ewan. And what I wanted just to, hi, ladies. Hello, hello. hello. I'm glad you're here. Hi. And um, it's just me. And I wanted to, um, both of you ladies are in different stages of life. Mm-hmm. I want you to share your stage and introduce mm-hmm. your family in just a minute, Carrie, okay. and then Vaughn, you also. And um, watch that first. Introduce your family yes. and tell us a little bit about your city. Great. Um, so my name's Carrie, like Laura said, and then I'm married to Andrew, and we uh, are leading Mosaic in Seattle, an Antioch church that's in Seattle. And we have a daughter, Abby. She's our oldest. She turns 12 tomorrow. And a son, Bear, and he is 10. And um, another daughter, Ellie, she's 8. And another daughter, Colette, who is 6. And we, um, they all are incredible. They all have different personalities, (laughs) different strengths, different weaknesses. And with their different ages, we're always trying to figure out, God, what are you doing for this one? And how do we partner with you and what you're doing? And Seattle is, I love the city of Seattle. It is where we're called to. I think it is the best place in the world. And in, and it can be challenging when raising children in the midst of the Seattle culture because there's so much darkness that people have proclaimed as light. And mm-hmm. so there's so much in the Seattle culture that people say, hey, this darkness is actually light. And so learning and trying to teach our kids what true, like, that no God is the one who says what's light and what's dark. Um, it is we live on our street to get to our house. We pass one of the main prostitute rings. Um, is happening. We pass many homeless encampments. Um, people are often shooting up with different types of drugs, and we will see bodies on the ground. And half the time, you're not sure if they're still alive or if they're just on some type of drug. And so, that is the world um, that we. Li- that is like the city and the neighborhood we live in. And it's a beautiful, like God is doing, it's also full of amazing, incredible, beautiful people. But that's a little picture of our drive home. That's kind that. of the drive home. I love that. I, one of your um, teammates um, I was walking with the other day in Seattle, and she let me into a little bit of that street that yeah. you live on. Yes. And it's so sweet because she said just recently, I guess maybe a homeless person or somebody that you know well by name, yeah, yeah. Um, was getting arrested. And one yeah. of your kids were like, oh, wait, what's going on? I don't, I don't know yes, the name, but yes. Mr. So-and-so yeah. is getting arrested. And, and um, why I say that is because they knew exactly who it was. Yeah, They knew yeah. that person by name and just way to go. Yeah. Just as you see people as individuals no matter what condition they're in. And I just thought that was, I love that. I already like that. I'm going to ask more questions yeah. in a bit, but yes. I love that you... Um, you, you bring your kids into that. Yeah. You know, you brought your kids into the place that you live. Of course you did. But you did it with such respect and honor. And I thought that, I just giggled when I heard that. Because I thought, that's just so sweet. That mm. they knew his name. And 
why, you know, why was that happening to him? And you probably as an adult know a myriad of reasons why that's happening. Maybe not the intentional one at the moment, but I thought it was just a sweet innocence and yet reality Mm -hmm. that your kids see every day. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Yvonne, tell us what season you are in. Tell us about you and your city. Well, I am in a completely different season because we have two daughters. I'm married to Joe and my daughter's, the older one, Leslie, is now 45 and lives about a four hour drive from us. And the younger one, Sarah, is 42 and lives at the other side of the world <laughs> in Australia. Wow. We pioneered a church in a very small town where we grew up. So the kind of place where everybody knows everybody nearly (laughs) and also back in the 70s no the Mm. 80s when we started it was a kind of it had been a religious community Mm. with a lot of churchgoers who weren't born again so Mm. there was a definite religious Mm. um, atmosphere in the place and yet at the same time many young people had rebelled against that and weren't going to church so my children were brought up going to the local schools that everybody went to. Uh The whole town went to the same school, the same when they went to high school, everybody went to that school. So yes, they were in the midst of having to live a different lifestyle Mm. and swim really against the current of what everybody else was doing. So it was challenging as a parent because when you're pioneering a church, Mm. Leslie didn't have anybody else her mm. age in the church. Sarah mm. was slightly more fortunate that there were one or two mm. of her age group yeah. that formed a little community for her. But she was the kind of kid that would have stood regardless. Mm. But Leslie found that a lot harder. That's mm-hmm. Very important, like you said, having one other peer that's like-minded yes. in the journey helps mm-hmm. a lot yes it helps a lot but we don't always have that situation no, no, we don't no. always have that situation so Vaughn, let me put this back to you because i know what you did when when your girls didn't have that situation mm-hmm. you have told me before that you stepped into being their friend yes how'd that look for you mm-hmm. well you know a lot of parents or mothers let's let's address mothers in the culture that I come from, become their children's friend when the child is far too young, Hmm. when they still actually need a mother, and their children become mini adults far too young. Hmm. They actually sometimes like sexualize Hmm. their daughters and have them dressed, I would say, inappropriately. Hmm. However, in our circumstances, especially for Sarah, she had some medical issues, which meant that she was tired a lot of the time, but I, we chose to like go to the cinema with her and do things with her to make up for the fact that it was hard for her mm-hmm. to spend an overnight at somebody else's yeah. house. Mm. And really, that level of friendship is something that has grown up with both of them, um, has grown into adulthood, so that we're still really good friends. Mm. And of course, the joy is when they go on with the Lord, that your daughter's in the Lord then become your sisters mm. and they can actually speak it. I have found Sarah speaking into my life and Leslie at times with wisdom that they've got that um, when I've needed wisdom. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. So you stepped into that space instead of saying, sorry, you just have to work this through. Mm-hmm. As moms we do, we come and we 
come around them and, and do the best we can to step in mm -hmm. that space and be that friend in that season as they're growing and developing and learning their identity and getting their confidence. So yeah. super important. And I would say I went to less meetings when they were teenagers because yeah. I'd read somewhere that if you want to have a relationship with your teenage daughters, you have to be there when they want to talk. And I used to often find myself after working a whole job during the mm, day as yeah. well, wow. sitting up till after midnight because that's when they wanted to talk, that's late good. at night. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's not always like, it, it, we always say it's really challenging um, physically when the kids are little mm. and then it's challenging emotionally and physically if they're girls when they're older because yeah. it's both it's like the both it doesn't one doesn't go away no. they, they stay together we stay present okay Carrie what about you I want to um, you mentioned just Seattle being a place where it's an upside down mm -hmm. other way everything wrong is portrayed as right mm -hmm. and the scripture that's come to my mind when I was thinking about you and just watching your family and I just want to say way to go in this community we've been here for four or five days now and I have just watched just such your modeling and your I mean it's your passion is seeing your kids and your spiritual children there's so many others around just wanting to follow Jesus and raise godly families and everybody's living in hard places some overseas mm -hmm. um, this group here some of their missionaries overseas and then some are the three churches y'all have here in this area mm -hmm. which are all experiencing this same climate so scripture comes to mind is in Matthew seven thirteen. it says enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it but because the narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. Mm -hmm. So in that scripture, you're trying to live this narrow life mm -hmm. in the midst of a lot of destruction. What would just be your encouragement to other moms out there that are finding themselves, you might be more intense in your situation, but it's we're experiencing it every now, everywhere. Yes. It's, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. What would you be encouragement? Yeah, I think a couple of thoughts I have is that this is where God called us, and so we have the grace, and he's equipped us too. And so when I think about Seattle, and I think about, like, does it feel harder to me than, like, if I lived somewhere else? It doesn't because it's what God's equipped me for to help and how to parent my family. And I have the grace to do it because this is where God's called our family to be. And so I think that's like the most, that's like where I go back to if I start like facing fear of like, what's going to happen to my kids because I'm raising them here. I'm like, no, this is where God called us. So he's equipped me to parent my kids in this culture and in the city. Um, a different, another thing I think is it, uh, parenting is uh sacrificial and mm -hmm. so it takes a there's a lot of time and a lot of conversations that we're having with my kids and so for example like you were saying that his name's Marcus and so Mr. Marcus um it's this man that we've talked to probably now for three years who's mm -hmm. on a corner that we drive by and at different times we prayed for him we he knows my kids we know him and we were driving by and I saw it, and it, but it was too late to pull away from him being arrested. And I was like, God, and all of a sudden I just hear my daughter, Ellie, who's my compassion. She is so full of compassion and mercy. And she's like, mom, is that Mr. Marcus? And you just start seeing like the tears Aww. go down her face. And, you know, then we got to have this conversation of with my eight-year-old of, hey, yeah, there's people that are so kind and that we're talking to and they don't know Jesus and they're so broken 
and because of that sometimes they make wrong choices that end, like they end up in prison and that's what's happening in this moment and just not a conversation I would have told you I thought I was going to be having with my eight-year-old daughter right, right. about this person that she actually knows mm-hmm. getting arrested um and that she's given money to and she's prayed for and she's um really befriended in yeah. a lot of ways and so I think of that I also think of like you said the narrow gate we've made choices that weren't inside our personality. Both of Andrew and I um, went to public schools. We both loved public schools. We were on teams, um, sports teams. We were huge fans. We thought we'd always send our kids to public schools because we loved them so much. Mm -hmm. And in our personality, we would have. And we were really convicted by God because he was like, you don't, these are my kids. Mm -hmm. And so because these are my kids that I've given to you to steward on loan, like, we, you have to first seek me and yeah, do what I'm good. saying over your personality. That's like, good. a lot of times I get to, like, parent out of my personality because God gave them to me. And right. so there's so often it does flow. But, you know, there's times when he's like, hey, this actually isn't your choice. Like, if you yeah. want to be obedient, this isn't your choice. And he called us to put them into um, a very small private school. And so one of the things... One of the ways that we've parented for our kids is that we've had that we've had the boundaries be really tight, especially in the young years, because yeah. we've realized our kids' minds developmentally cannot handle so much of the confusion that's happening in our city around gender and around yeah, um, same sex marriage and around just so many different topics of that of things that people are calling light that are actually darkness we realize their minds it's confusing for the college students that we're trying to walk it through with it's confusing for the young adults so how is our kids going to do it and so it was either homeschool or put them into this into a a small christian school that we knew that the teachers had like a relationships with jesus that were alive yeah Mm -hmm. and so that was one of the things that I, it sounds funny, but kind of was a death for Andrew and I because we really yeah. loved and had vision to be on mission in the public schools. And I, God was like, not at the expense of your children. And in the young years in our city, I'm not saying this for everywhere, but in our city, in the place we were, it would have been at the expense of our our kids to put them into public schools, especially in the kinder to fifth grade, totally. because of how many kids in those schools were transitioning and yeah. how many the the programs that were being pushed with sex ed and um, yeah mm-hmm. so that huge. was yeah that was one we create safe places both at home and yeah. in the place that they're spending their majority of the time and then they are an extracurricular and we get to talk to them about mm-hmm. how people's lives are different outside of that. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think one thing you, I really appreciate what you said is you said, um, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but basically what I heard is you have a, both, all three of us here, we have a clear authority. Mm-hmm. You're saying people are getting confused. Well, yeah. we aren't. If you, if, if the word of God is, you're in it, you're yeah. studying it and you decide it's your authority. I always call this the manual. This is God's how-to manual. Yeah. Like if you get a nice expensive camera, you don't, if it doesn't say it's, you read the manual. Can this yeah. go underwater? You don't just think, well, I'm taking it underwater because I feel like it. Yeah. But if you take it underwater, you ruin it. I always think the Bible, the Bible is a manual for the follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not in the Bible and you don't believe that, you do get confused. Mm-hmm. But I noticed how you said you, you, you're just, you're, you're filling your kids with truth. Yes. And as they 
experience differences out there, you're confident. There's a confidence in you guys to speak into their life or to, you're like even Mr. What was his name? Mr. Marcus. Mr. Yeah. Marcus on yeah. the corner. You're like, and, and I love it. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't, sh- you weren't showing them. He did something. You're showing him that about sin. He yeah. just did. He didn't know. Yeah. He's not a bad person. Yeah. He just has experienced a lot of bad in life, yeah. and so he, he, so therefore he's making decisions that aren't right, mm-hmm. and therefore he's having a consequence. Yeah. Or the same with the identity confusion mm-hmm. that's going on. It's just because. In that, people are not in the word, nor have they, dis- or maybe, sadly, some of the church is, which yeah. is getting more confusing, but they're not believing that the authoritative word is true and how it is. We come under that. We don't evaluate it. It evaluates us. And I think that's really important today in our cultures, wherever we are, is that we, our kids have to, we have to be in the word as moms. Yeah. And then being able to not just say, well, this is what I say. Let's go to the word and see what the Bible says about how we look at this situation, believe in this situation, and deal with it. Because um, culture's not supporting our values anymore. Wouldn't yeah. you say that? I was in yes. both places. Yes, yes. The culture's in both not places. supporting yeah. Yeah. What would you say, um, Yvonne, like in Scotland, in your city in mm-hmm. Banff, um, young moms are struggling with? Young mm-hmm. moms, middle school moms, what would you say they're mm-hmm. struggling with in your church as you hear things? I think it's the um, sexual confusion as well mm-hmm. because yeah. um, the Scottish government is pushing that agenda very it strongly. Is. Yes, okay. and also I, th- I believe that a lot of the reading books have now got like... Um, homosexual relationships mm-hmm. normalized in them yeah and so there's a lot of I think that the education doesn't protect children mm-hmm. I think that children are opened up yeah. to realities that they're not able to handle and yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. a lot of um, mothers struggle with and also that parents sometimes aren't aware of what's they're going on. They're not engaged. Mm-hmm. They're right. not engaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they think everything's fine and it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I'm hearing between the two of you guys, whether it's Sarah needing or Leslie needing friends at times, mm-hmm. whether it's um, just submitting where your kids go to school, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, um, it's just intentionality. It's we mm-hmm. have to be engaged. Mm-hmm. I think that's what more than ever... Is I see both of you guys. You're very engaged in your families. You're also engaged spiritually now as a grandma to many mm-hmm. spiritual women. Yes. You're very engaged. You're, you're telling them, hey, you've got to be knowing what your kids are learning. Yeah. You've got to be present in their sphere. It's, it, those days are gone. Yeah. And we just, like we did, I did too. I went to public school all my life. And it was, um, the culture was still supporting Christian values. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I, was, I didn't know them all the way or I wasn't listening to them, but I was still getting in trouble mm-hmm. if I was doing the wrong thing, yeah. not celebrated for doing the wrong yeah. thing and condemned for doing the right thing. And yeah. so I think that would be um, just something I'd submit back to you listeners is the Bible's right here is telling us that it's, it's a narrow gateway that leads mm-hmm. to life. And I think mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus, um, which, you know, it, you're like, ah, oh, that frustrates me. But at the same time, it's beautiful because it presses me more mm-hmm. into a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it presses me more into listening to how to parent my children in this culture in today. And that's the beautiful thing because actually the Holy Spirit knows how to mm-hmm. parent them more than we do. 
Yeah. Yes. You know, and yeah. we have that beautiful, um, like you mentioned, Carrie, we have that beautiful relationship with the Lord. Well, I always say he delegated me the responsibility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to um, disciple my children. Yeah. yeah. I don't delegate that out. I have support around right. me. I yes. use my community. Yep. Mm-hmm. I use my church. Um, I definitely use people speaking in my life. I'm blind in those areas. But ultimately, it's the Lord has given me, the mom, the assignment to, um, yeah, to just disciple my kids and help them navigate this. So it gives me a lot of hope because I look at your kids. I'm looking, Vaughn, yours are grown up in a way. I don't get to see them, but watching Carrie's kids. And I just want to encourage listeners, just watching this community here in Seattle, you guys are doing it. And it's just amazing. Tell about Abby yesterday. What happened with Abby when she went to? Uh, we had a, a, an encounter night. Yeah. Just tell. I think that was yes. the sweetest story. Yeah. We um. So last. So why we're at Malibu is that every few years we try to gather all of our staff and our missionaries together just to continue, like to maintain our relationship. And so that's what we're doing. We're here with all our staff and our missionaries as well as some people from our church who are supporting us. And so last night they had an encounter night that, um, the Cybirds and the Ewins and were helping to lead and Joe was going around and he was praying and prophesying for people and he grabbed my almost 12 year old daughter and he took her around and he had her praying and prophesying for other people and it just was such a picture of the beauty of staying in the body of Christ mm. and staying in the church and staying. I just remember there was so often in our, my early years of mothering in Seattle, I was, I would look around and be like, God, I don't know how we're going to do this. There's n- like, there's no, there's no one. And it was just going back to what Laura said, the word of God and having those be my foundational pieces and going to people who were further along than mm. me and mothering that were bearing fruit in their kids' lives and saying, okay, what, what are you doing? What have you done? And how do I, and, and then same within the community and the church and the Antioch family just has given us so much support. So it's this beautiful picture of God being like, I saw you never were alone. You're never, no matter where you are, whether you, you're never alone because mm, God is with you. And so he is going to give you what you need to parent your individual kids. And so, um, yeah, last night just felt like such a gift and, and to give re- re- reality to it is right before encounter, me and her had been having more of a challenging time. We were having <laughs> that she was like, I don't know what's going on, but I, she was like, I can't be grumpy with anyone else, but I can be grumpy with you. And so I'm going to be grumpy with you. And I was like, okay, that's okay. And so we were talking it through. And then she was like, I just, I really want to go to encounter. And so she, I was like, well, you can go, you can go with your dad. And I took the younger kids and put them to sleep. And I actually fell asleep before she, they got home last night. And when I woke up this morning, she looked at me and she goes, mom, I'm so sorry. Aww. Like, will you forgive me? And I, I just thought, God, you are so like, you're just so kind. Yeah. You're so kind. And so, so is that what you wanted? Yeah. I yeah. love it. I just love it. Cause you said, um, you took, that's what God does too. And we're, yeah. He knows our hearts. And when your heart is like, Lord, I, I mean, we all know we cannot do this by ourselves yeah. at yeah. all. But just he knows your heart. And he is so faithful to bring those other people into mm-hmm. our lives. Like mm-hmm. Papa Joe last night. Mm-hmm. Who, she went around with him and prophesied. Yes. So he yeah. scooped her up and said, hey, Abby, come with me. Let's go prophesy over yeah. people. And, and it just, she met with the Lord. Yes. And actually, it's when we meet with the Lord, yeah. he yeah. brings the conviction. And yeah. so you didn't yes. have to tell her, no. which is so sweet. Because no. the word says, taste and see if the Lord is good. Yes. And so I see she met with the Lord. 
Papa Joe was there to carry yeah. her around, disciple yeah. her. Yeah. Probably, she probably grew in so much yeah. confidence. I'm sure yeah. knowing yeah. him, he said, Abby, you pray. I'm yeah. sure he yeah. did. Yeah. Yes. You know, and her sweet childlike prayer, um, no, I'm sure just encouraged herself. And she was encouraged in the Lord as she was giving herself, her just her prayers to other people. But then met with the Lord in the morning. She was soft and yeah. repentant, which yes. is so sweet. Yeah. I love that. I love it's that. Beautiful. Well, well, we can go on. Any last words? Anybody have anything they'd like to wrap up and say? Well, I would like to say something. I think that sometimes when we're, our children are growing up, we think, well, once they're at this stage, it'll be easier. Mm-hmm. Or once they're at this mm-hmm. stage, they'll be independent. <laughs> I'm just going to say to you that as a mother of 40-something-year-olds, especially given that one of them's still single, yeah. you're always a mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're always someone that they come to. Mm-hmm. You're always someone that they need. And... Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to still mm, be needed great. like that. Not to be codependent, yeah. but that they voluntarily um, want to be with you. We're going on holiday together that's for the sweet. second year running. They wanted to do it. Mm. And that's just a real blessing. I beautiful. love it. I love it. Yeah, we say we're not codependent, Men. we're not independent, but we're interdependent. Men. And yeah. I hear that with, with Sarah and I love that. Same season. It's just, there's nothing like it when your kids come back to you and sometimes it's advice and sometimes it's friendship yes and it i love it at the same season any last words you have on your heart uh the only the thing i keep on thinking is foundation be the foundation builder for your kids like lay the foundation first on the principles and the things that uh, the principle and kingdom of god and so that's been something that we've really tried to get into our kids so good yeah it's so good uh, yep yeah, i mean Absolutely, and I think we're all sitting here today with um, just, I have hope as I sit around, the, as I've been up here, mm-hmm. and as we've been digging into the Word, and as we look to the faithfulness of God, I love His Word where it says, um, His mercies are new every mm-hmm. morning, and His faithfulness is great, and mm-hmm. there's a scripture I've actually been wanting to read the whole week here, and I, I, I just haven't felt the time, but I'm going to read it on this today. It's in Psalm 138, and um, it's a prayer that I actually, in my Bible, I have my kids' names written by certain scriptures mm-hmm. when it, because something happened in that experience. Mm-hmm. And I have Lauren and Caleb actually written by this one. Mm-hmm. Both, I won't go into their situations, but it was a time when I needed God to show up in a, in a significant mm-hmm. way. And I just share it with you if you're feeling like, God, I need you to show up, or my mommy heart for my kids, I just... I just need to know it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And um, Psalm 138, 7 through 8 says this, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. You will not forsake the work mm-hmm. of your hands. And I always think these kids are the work of his hands mm-hmm. that he won't forsake. Yes. And we get to partner with him through discipling, through um, prayer, through, um, like you said, Yvonne, um, um, training them up in the ways that they should go, helping them discover their gifts and, and coming alongside them, enhancing those. And it's just, it's fun. It's a powerful humbling and fun world to be a mom yes yes all those together all those words clashing at each other at the same time so um that's great so avon why don't you pray for our listeners just a simple prayer as they're listening 
Father God, I thank mm -hmm. you for all these mums that are listening today. Mm -hmm. And I thank you, Father, that your eyes upon them and that you are longing for them to be a success as a mum and mm -hmm. know your favour upon their lives. So, Father, I, I release to them favour and blessing upon their lives and that you would strengthen them today with your spirit in their innermost being that they would be strengthened physically, emotionally and spiritually to be able to fulfil the role that you've given them as mothers and that they would be able to count it as a blessing. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Again, if you have any questions, you can email them to parentingwithpurposepodcast at gmail.com and we will jump on the subject. Okay. See you later. Bye.